Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I think I have to start using my own headphones in here. Why, you got lice? No, here, I'll show you. Look at the... Oh, and then you know what happens? So the black... It's fraying at the top. And then you get home and you got like chunks of black plastic on your face. Yeah. That happens to me too. These things are super gross. Plus, you probably have lice. More like giving lice. (laughs) (laughs) Or hair VD. (laughs) VD. Are you old enough to remember the scary talks you'd get in school about VD? Uh, I feel like we, I feel like we weren't warned about too much. But it used to be called VD, venereal disease. Yes. Yeah. No, we spent more time learning square dancing than we did those things. <laughs> and line dancing. Oh. I know Cadillac Ranch better than I know. Do you still boot VD. scoot from time to time? I like to boogie now and again. Like what if you were out at a bar and some boot scooting broke out? Would you join in? Now that you're a big fan of Chris Stapleton, not that he's really boot scooting music, but you kind of came around to the countryside. If I am going to boogie, I say it's always best to have it a boot scooting boogie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to try slipper scooting. It just looks weird. That's amateur hour. Uh-huh. I'm a boot scooting man. Are we doing recommendations? I guess it is Friday, isn't it? Yeah. It sure is. Who Who's going first? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, I was telling you, I watched this the other day. It's on Crave. It's a documentary about Tony Hawk. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's called Until the Wheels Fall Off. It's kind of interesting. I will say I think it's a little long. It's a little over two hours. Probably doesn't need to be. But he's an interesting guy. Yeah. Super interesting guy. He um, obviously is the best ever in his sport, but also still has a really good, strong personality and is actually someone you'd probably want to have a drink with. And this uh, documentary, it just kind of chronicles his beginnings as a skateboarder and then his rise to being Tony Hawk as we know him now. And I wish it focused a little more post-900. Yeah, because it does it peak at, at the 900? They spend a lot of time talking about when he hit the 900. And I think it was 99 when he did that. It was that long ago? 1999, 2000. It was somewhere around wow. there. And then it, it touches on a little bit after that about how... You know, he's living this rock star life and going on tour all over the world. And I wish it focused a little more, especially on like the video games and how much money he's made from those. It touches on it briefly. He's probably made a he's probably made more off of video games than he ever did skateboarding, right? Uh, I don't know. Huh? He's made a lot of money skateboarding. He turned pro when he was like 14, 15. Yeah. He bought a house when he was 17 years old. <laughs> Does he still have it? No, he lost it. He because, lost it? So, oh, don't say too much. Well, he had to sell it. Okay. But it basically, like, it goes through... There was a lot I didn't know about Tony Hawk, including the fact that like, his parents had him when they were older, and they had already had kids. Like, one of his sisters is 20 years older than he is. Holy cow. And so he always kind of felt alone and an outcast. And 
Skateboarding was his only friend. But it talks about how when he got into skateboarding in the early 80s, it really wasn't that big of a thing. And then by the late 80s, it was a big deal. And then in the early 90s, it kind of fell off a cliff. And that's when he, he'd made all this money in the 80s, and then there was no demand for skateboarding anymore. Oh. Until kind of the late 90s, and then it picked up again, and that's when he started to really make bank. The one thing I really like about Tony Hawk, too, is he doesn't look like a typical skateboarder. No. Like, he looks like he could be your dad's accountant. And when he was a kid getting into skateboarding, they have all this footage of him. There's tons of footage of him. And he was just a string bean. And that's all the other skateboarders talked about. It was like he was not take he was not respected. Because he didn't look like one of them. He was just a gangly looking kid. <laughs> I it, love that about him. They were all bigger. And then he became the best in the world. He does tell a story about the video games, about how he was having lunch with a guy from Activision, the company that made the game. And he's like, Oh yeah, I didn't know your games are selling pretty well. We have a royalty check for you. And at lunch, slid a four and a half million dollar check across the table. And he went, what? <laughs> and oh, that was after he had bought the house, though. Yeah, yeah. he was uh, he was already well off at that point. But yeah. uh, wow, that's, that's a pretty crazy. good day. So Tony Hawk until the wheels come off, fall off. Yeah, something like that. He's he's in his fifties. Yeah, and still skateboard. He broke his femur oh. recently, like after they had filmed this whole thing. So, like, he's walking around. I, I just saw a video. He broke his femur and within two weeks was standing on a skateboard again. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's pretty nasty. Okay. Uh, mine is, I got two to choose from. I don't know which one to go with. Go with the good one. <laughs> <laughs> Are you implying that my recommendations suck? <laughs> no. This one is for a Netflix documentary, which also could have been a little bit shorter. Hey, documentarians... They don't all need to be two hours long. No, they don't. Yeah, whittle them down a bit. But this one I found fascinating. It's called Trust No One, The Hunt for the Crypto King. Oh, I've seen that in my recommendations. I haven't watched it, though. It's Well, it's the story of a Canadian guy named Gerald Cotton, who uh, he was just this young guy. He sets up this cryptocurrency exchange. Basically what it is, is that Bryce Kelly, you have $20 that you got from your grandma Mm -hmm. for Christmas and you want to turn that into Bitcoin. So you would go to Gerald Cotton's site and you would turn your $20 into Bitcoin. So he was sort of the middleman. He got you the Bitcoin. But anyway, one day he suddenly disappears with like $200 million US worth of your money. Oh, and he just vanishes and then uh, suddenly and unexpectedly dies somewhere in India of like Crohn's disease. Like he just died. Boom. Or did he? I was going to say, did that? Did he actually die? That's the whole thing. I'm not going to tell you. I'm oh, not going to spoil the, anything. Oh, okay. That's the whole, the whole story. And uh, again, he's a Canadian guy. Like they reference a lot of Canadian cities where he was doing business and a lot of international cities as well. Um, but the one thing too is that when he died or didn't die, he took with him, he was apparently the only one that knew the passwords to, you know, to access the money, which was quite convenient. So when he died, nobody could get a refund. He couldn't give anyone's money back. His wife claimed that she had no idea what it was. (laughs) You would think that when you're running a business where you have hundreds of millions of dollars worth of investor money, it should be required that somebody else knows the passwords. 
I would want that written down somewhere. Yeah, like maybe just in a little book in the junk drawer in your kitchen or something. But they should be written down somewhere. Wasn't there a story last year about some guys who yes, was Bitcoin, it Bitcoin guys yeah. who had to access it? It was on a laptop, I think, that they threw out, or the the uh, the hard drive ended up in a dump somewhere. It might have been in the UK. I'm just guessing. But yeah, they had bought this Bitcoin really, really cheap. And then suddenly now it was worth like 60 or $70 million. And they were trying to get it back. They only had so many guesses yeah. for the password before it was locked out forever. And they were down to like their Ooh. last couple. Did they ever get it? I don't know. See, that would be a documentary yeah. that I would watch too. I really, I don't, I don't really, I can't explain to you how cryptocurrency works. You don't really need to understand how cryptocurrency works, although they do kind of give you the real broad strokes of it. But it was interesting enough, even if you don't really understand. So uh, trust no one, the hunt for the crypto king. Ooh. Netflix. Okay. What was your other one? I was going to talk about that Jack White interview. The oh, Zane, Zane Lowe Low? one? Um, Apple Music? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. It's, a, it's an hour and seven minutes long, an interview with Jack White. I'm distracted by his blue hair right now. He, I don't know if the blue hair suits Jack White. Well, I don't know. But this interview, if you want to watch it, it's the most down to earth I've ever seen Jack White in my life. Like he just talks about, oh, it's almost like he's saying, I've mellowed out. I no longer want to be a cynical hipster. He actually uses those words too. Hmm. So it's actually pretty good too. It's the Jack White interview. Uh, it's about the new, the release of the new album, Fear of Dawn, and it's with Zane Lowe. The album's out today. Yep. And I think that's the interview too, where at one point he talks about how he still doesn't have a cell phone. Yes. Which is bizarre. He's on the brink though of having to get one. Yeah, because he said something. I didn't see the interview. I just read a thing about it, about how, you know, in the pandemic you had to scan or provide QR codes, which yeah. he could not do without a cell phone. Well, he said he tried to go get a test, a COVID test, and there, he couldn't prove who he was because he didn't have a phone. And then he tells a story in this document. Well, is it a documentary? It's an interview. It's very well done. But he tells a story about how he was just for that interview. He was flying from Nashville to Detroit, but he missed his flight. So he had to just go home. But he couldn't phone anyone because he couldn't phone a friend to come get him. And he couldn't find a pay phone. So he had to just go outside and stand in line and wait for a taxi. So, a good thing he doesn't stand out with that blue hair. Yeah. I wonder if anyone would notice him. Do you? They wouldn't before. You would now. That's a yeah. very bright blue. It's a very bright blue. Oh, boy. So that's my other recommendation. I should have saved one. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. So I was just reading a story here in Canada just a week before Easter that Kinder has to recall a bunch of their Kinder eggs. Mm. Or the Kinder chocolates, I guess, over possible salmonella contamination. Yeah, that's the surprise you don't want. <laughs> yeah, no, when you get a Kinder egg, before the worst thing you could get was a puzzle. <laughs> and now the worst thing would be roaring diarrhea. <laughs> Yeah. Surprise! <laughs> You're sick to your pants. <laughs> the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Same package. Same chocolate. Extreme Prize! Kinder Surprise Extreme! From Darnco. Hey, Kenny. I got you a Kinder Surprise Extreme. Gee, thanks, Dad. Open it up. Let's see what's inside. That hazelnut chocolate shell you know and love now with insanely extreme prizes like lights, 
Ebola virus and chainsaw! Can your surprise extreme? It's dangerously surprising! Oh, I hope I get something good. Oh man, I got a puzzle! Yeah, I might as well put it together. What? That's weird. That's my dad's face. What's my mom's face? Oh my god, they're having sex! Garn Coles! Garn You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Hey, morning, Garner. It's Glenn. Hey, Glenn. I almost drove off the road. Kinder Surprise Extreme? Yeah, that is that is just too much. Even, even the last one there, see a puzzle of his mom having sex. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think you need to grow up. Oh, come on. Are you kidding? That's, that's <laughs> funny stuff. I'm never growing up. Uh, kid, maybe, uh, well, maybe we should spend a few minutes talking about what would be the prize in a kinder surprise extreme? Maybe brass knuckles? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm the end of a broken bottle, you know, so you can trap somebody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Glenn, you have a fantastic day. Thanks for being out there. Thanks, Garner. <laughs> I got wasps. Oh, yes. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Wow. So we were just talking about if there was uh, such thing as a kinder surprise extreme, like what your idea was brass knuckles. I like that. Maybe a bazooka. <laughs> the uh, uh, Glenn said a murder hornet. Just one murder hornet flies out. That'd be good. Oh, yeah. Stings you right in the face. Uh, a USB stick containing a random video from the dark web. Ooh. What kind of video would that be? It's just a Ziploc bag with some kind of powder in it. Mm. That was Tyler, by the way. Because I wrote back and I said, hey, uh, what is your first name? And he said, Tyler, but my friends call me Rush. <laughs> Do you think his friends call him Rush? No. Do you think he wants his friends to call him Rush? I think that's something he's trying to get going. Okay. My name is Bryce, but my friends call me Deathblade. (laughs) Deathblade. (laughs) If you could pick your own nickname, would it be Deathblade? Oh, yeah. Okay. You don't mess with a Deathblade. No, you certainly don't. Even though I show up with corduroy slacks and Mm -hmm. a nice gelatin dish for the dinner party. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's like radio, but on the internet. Wow! I feel good because my vehicle's clean inside. I scrubbed her down yesterday for the first time in an embarrassing amount of time. My dash is a wee bit dusty. And I was actually just thinking, like, I really, I've never gotten my car detailed before. Ever. No, neither have I. Any car I've ever owned, I've never got a detail. And I kind of want to just have her really cleaned out. So it feels brand new. Yeah. It just runs better when it's clean inside. I don't know. It doesn't squeak anymore. There's, um, we were both just talking backstage. There's, and it sprung up fast on Argyle. Like there's some new space agey looking car wash going up. Yeah. Argyle Road, um, right around 99th Street. Yeah. I was driving by and just went like, how long has this been? There's a new, I don't think it's open yet, but yeah, they're building a new car wash. It's got all sorts of, what are those like vacuum tree things outside? What is that? Yeah. It looks pretty cool. I feel like I, I drove past it. There was nothing there. And then three days later, I drove past again. Suddenly there was a car wash. I saw a guy, this was last fall, I think. And he was detailing someone's car on my street. 
but he had a mobile detail business. And he had a huge water tank and a pressure washer in the back of a small SUV. What? Yes. He had a massive, like one of those, I don't know what it is. It was pushed into the back of his SUV. Can you imagine if he hit a bump and sprung a leak in that thing? (laughs) Your car would be destroyed. It's funny because we talked recently, I think it was on the podcast. Yeah. Where I was just mentioning that if the wheels ever fall off the radio thing, car detailing may be in my future. Because my Facebook algorithm is just showing me nonstop detailing videos. Yeah. The before and after of disgusting cars. And I find it so satisfying. And then you correctly pointed out that that's all well and good until, I don't know, there's, you know, that scene in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, when you have to clean that up. (laughs) Are you allowed to turn jobs down when you're a car dealer, detailer? You know what? The one thing, too, did you, it seems to me we talked about this on the show years ago, that the number one thing that everybody has in their car is there's a random French fry in your car right now. I guarantee you there's a random French fry that you don't know about. I found one yesterday when I was cleaning my vehicle. Under a seat? Yes. I can't remember the last time I ate French fries in my vehicle. I, that's not something I usually eat in there. Did somebody throw one in there? During the break-in a couple of weeks ago, did somebody throw a French fry into my truck? There's always a French fry or there's always some kind of receipt. Even though my car is three years old, there's a receipt from five years ago somehow in there. Uh, I found a wrapper for high chew. <laughs> I've never eaten high chew in my life. What's going on? Uh, this text came in yesterday and it kind of goes, I wonder what this person's vehicle looks like. But it just says, have you ever owned anything for a number of years before figuring out that there were features you didn't even know it had? I've owned this van since 2007. That's 15 years. In the last week, I found two full compartments I never knew existed. So when you don't know there's a couple of compartments, you're probably not detailing that thing. You're probably not all that familiar with where all the French fries are. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. This person texted and said, we're having our first baby in 20 days. Two weeks ago... I got it. I got the inside of my car detailed for the first time in my life, and it was the greatest thing. Now everything is clean and ready to be ruined by a baby. Fifteen out of ten should have gotten this done before. Yeah, children will absolutely destroy your car. When you have little kids, you know what you should do is you should just go to an auction and buy a high mile delivery van. Like something that's really on its last leg. And just bolt the child seat right to the floor. Get underneath, just put some bolts through there, strap her down. Because that floor back there is going to be a swirling cesspool of stickiness by the end of summer. And you won't even know what half of those substances are. Uh, Oh, this stems from that text we got where somebody said that they've been driving the same van for 15 years. And just in the past two weeks, they discovered two compartments they didn't even know existed. (laughs) This one. My dad had his car for five years and always complained that it had no cup holders. I got in one day and discovered they pop out of the dash. His mind was blown. He still calls me to tell me he's driving and using his cup holder. That's a dad move right there. To call you and say, hey, guess what I'm using right now? My cup holder. Okay, one more. 
I recently cleaned out my 17-year-old daughter's car because it was horrendous. She works at McDonald's. It smells like McDonald's. There were probably 20 McDonald's bags and then a whole chicken McNugget under the seat, petrified, dried out, not even moldy. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. So we just started, I cleaned my vehicle yesterday for the first time since fall. It was a little gross in there. I told you I found a candy wrapper for high chew. Never eaten a high chew in my life. I have nothing against candy, but that's not my go-to. I found a French fry. Can't remember the last time I ate French fries in my vehicle either. I may have to remember that a couple weeks ago someone broke into your car, so maybe they were eating fries and high chews. Whew. I think you just solved the mystery. You and now they're evidence. walking around wearing an Edmonton Oilers cap. If you see someone wearing an Oilers hat, eating high chews. Yeah. Trying to sell a dash cam without the mounting bracket. That's mine. Maybe perform a citizen's arrest. Uh-huh. Uh, a few years ago, my husband and his friends planned a guy's trip to Phoenix for a few days of golf. On the day of the trip, my husband called me frantically from the airport. He couldn't find his passport, and they wouldn't let him on the plane. I know he had it because I saw it on top of his bag at the front door right before he left. He never did get to go, and his friends had to carry on without him. Fast forward to last summer when he was cleaning his car, it was right there under the driver's floor mat. He clearly had not removed his floor mats in almost two and a half years. Ooh, Jan. <laughs> Sometimes, like... Uh, first of all, I'm sorry, sorry you missed the guy's trip. That would have been devastating, hey? What a brutal way to have your trip come to an end. It's like, see you later, fellas. And you're just hoping that one of them says, I'll stay back, I'll stay back. But you're like, no, go, go on without me. And you do the move where you put your hand up against the glass. They're on the international side. You're on the domestic side. You can't carry on. You're walking away, but then you can see them heading to the bar to have that 7 a.m. airport beer. Oh, my God. And look, in this guy's defense, sometimes I let the driver's side floor mat go a little bit too long. But once it looks like I'm driving around in, you know, inside a, a sand trap from Augusta, I shake him out a bit. You know, it's if the floor of your car looks like you're in a gravel pit, just give it a good shake. Maybe you'll find your passport. It's the Gar Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. The other thing we were talking about here this morning, too, is somebody texted the show and said that they've been driving like the same van for 15 years. They've had this van since 2007. And then they said just a couple of weeks ago, they discovered there's two compartments in it that they had no idea even existed. Wow. That's a long time to spend in a vehicle without noticing the hidden compartments. Which leads me to believe that perhaps it's not real clean inside that vehicle. That's how we got onto that topic. But then we just started talking about other things that you discovered like way after the fact. This person said, I've owned a TV for 10 years. I had no idea until last weekend that it was a smart TV. It just sits there. I don't have cable or anything, so I haven't been watching anything on it. But I've been watching Netflix and Disney Plus on my tiny cell phone with my big TV. A smart TV was with me all along. I had no clue. Uh, somebody else. Okay, this one's really embarrassing. We moved to Edmonton about 15 years ago. It was the dead of winter. I thought we didn't have a block heater in our van. Just last year, I found out we did have one. Probably when you went to the shop to have one put in. 
So now you have two block heaters in your van and the engine's always 800 degrees. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Somebody said, I have a winter jacket. I've had it for 12 years now. This past winter, I found out it has three pockets on the inside. Man, oh man, inside pockets in a jacket are the best pockets. That's where you keep the most important stuff. You know, like the receipt for that thing you probably should return, but you never will. That's where you'll find that receipt. A pack of gum that's rock hard now, but yet you still insist on trying it out. Somebody else says, I moved in with my boyfriend two years ago. We just recently found out that the blinds in our bedroom are see-through. What? Oh my God. That would be... uh, It'd be horrible to think that your neighbors have been watching you sing into your hairbrush for like the past two years. How did you find out? Can you? Did they leave you a note? Did they come knock on the door? Ooh, that'd be brutal. How do you find out that your blinds are see-through? Huh. Oh, on the topic of just how incredibly dirty your car is inside, I know I discovered that about mine yesterday when I cleaned it. It was disgusting. Somebody said, I have an irrational worry every time after I vacuum my vehicle. What if I'm stranded and won't have the floor crumbs or goldfish crackers or granola bars, saltines, and old french fries to survive on? Good point. You probably should just not clean your vehicle anymore, ever again. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy.